Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Illuminate's podcast. I'm Zoe, a national lead here at Illuminate Universe, and in this series, we'll be interviewing some truly incredible individuals with really inspiring careers. In our first episode, our founder, Alina, and national lead, Ria, will be interviewing David Kerr, Deloitte Technology Consulting Partner. David has more than 35 years of business leadership experience on a global and multicultural platform. Come along with us as we follow David's journey all the way from his time at Waterloo University to where he is in his professional career today. David talks on facing change in an ever-evolving business world, the importance of keeping both your options and your mind open, and the most critical skills that any business leader should have. So without further ado, let's dive into the first iteration of Illuminate Universe's podcast. Hi, David. Thank you so much for attending our show today. Now, to start off, we'd like to start from the very beginning. What were you like in your 20s? What were you like in university? And what did you pick to study in university? Well, you're asking me to think pretty far back, but nevertheless, I'll give it my best shot. You know, the first thing I'll say when you're asking someone, what were they like during university and what were they like in their 20s? I think that you actually change a lot during that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my, my thoughts going back to what I was like in high school, going into university, then after university, lots of things change and you should expect that, right? And that's the great part of life is how you change and how you evolve during that time. But, you know, to answer your question specifically, you know, me going into university, um, I went to the University of Waterloo. Um, I originally thought that I wanted to go for uh, a a business administration type of degree. Um, But here's the reality. I didn't have good enough marks to get into the school that I wanted. Uh, University of Waterloo had an interesting program that was a a joint honors uh, co-op business option with an arts degree that you could take. And I took that. It was one of the best decisions I ever made um, in that it exposed me to the work environment earlier than I would have been exposed. Um, I took a degree in economics. I had a couple of minors in history and management studies. uh, And I had this business option. They called it applied studies. Uh, It's now called arts and business at University of Waterloo. And I had six co-op work terms. Uh, And I really didn't know what I was getting into. And so I wouldn't call myself the best planner at that point in time. Um, I knew that I did not want to do certain things. And sometimes you choose paths in life that are that way where you're saying, I'm not sure where I'm going, but I know what I don't like. So I knew I didn't want to be an engineer. I didn't want to go into computer science. I didn't want to go into math oriented things. I did like the arts, but I wasn't quite sure. So I left my options open. Um, and continue to learn and take a a, a broad set of studies uh, that would allow me better options in the future. Uh, And I certainly think that that's a piece of advice that I would give to many uh, young people today is to do things to leave your options open. You know, if you love something, sure. Like if you want to pursue something that's very focused, go for it. But I think that in today's world where things are changing so often, Um, that your external environment is changing so much, uh, that taking interdisciplinary type studies where you're learning a variety of things, 
that you're not closing doors on certain options um, gives you flexibility for the future. And that played into good things uh, in the future for me um, in uh, my opportunities to pursue more of a technology-oriented career. For sure, David, that's incredible. I'm actually also currently a student at the University of Waterloo, and I'm studying computer science and business and taking some psych courses too, so I really feel like it's super valuable to keep my options open, like you said. No, and I, I, I really like, I've seen people do exactly what you're doing as well. Uh, in fact, uh, my brother-in-law did that at McMaster University, um, uh, where it was a business and engineering uh, type of degree. Uh, and that I think balances you a little bit uh, and gets you exposed to more things. And I think that's, that's great. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that you mentioned that you didn't have a specific plan going into the future, mm -hmm. but upon graduating, where did you see yourself and how did your professional career compare to that? And what advice would you give to someone currently striving to attain their dream job? Sure. So, um, um, when I was in, uh, just to give you further clarity on what I did, so I took multiple co-op work terms to get me exposed to business. Um, I got exposed during that time to um, some deep work in the economics area, that was my degree. And then I worked for IBM and got exposed to a number of uh, technology-oriented uh, types, uh, types of work. Uh, and they offered me a job at the end of that. And I found that it was an unexpected set of challenges in the technology area that intrigued me. Uh, and so I started down that path during the co-op period to say, is this something that I would really like to do? Is this something, because it wasn't something I had ever planned, right? Uh, and uh, and I, I found that when they offered me the opportunity to work there full time, I looked at it and said, well, I see an area of growth. This is an industry that was growing. Um, there were a wide variety of options to me. Um, uh, they were going to compensate me well, uh, so that was good. <laughs> and that's a reality, right? Uh, and so um, I felt that at the time, it would be, it was a logical thing for me to do to say, I'm in a growing industry. It's going to challenge me because there are a number of things that I don't know yet uh, in that area. And that I'd be prepared to say for the next few years at least, this would be a good option for me to build out my skill set. Uh, and, and so I, I went down that path, not really knowing what my dream job is going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I think that that's one piece of advice that I would give to people is that, of course, there are dream jobs out there. Everyone has, you know, some degree of, of interest in certain areas to say, wow, if I could do that, that would be fantastic. But in some cases, there isn't a dream job. Maybe there are 10 jobs that are great jobs. Maybe, you know, it's not going to be one job that's going to, that, that's going to get, you, get, get you where you want to go. And so I viewed it as a multi-step kind of process to say, for the foreseeable future, this seems to be something I can grow in. Um, they, uh, it was a solid company. Uh, you know, I would have multiple opportunities and they would present me with a great skill building capability. So I think that that's something that I would certainly encourage others to think about, to say, you know, if you're not really sure where you're going, but something challenges you, um, then that might be a path that might take you somewhere you don't expect. Hmm. As it stands, I continued doing that kind of work for a long time, but it wasn't my original plan. <laughs> 
Wow. How interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you're saying that sometimes our plans don't exactly work out the way we want them to be, but there are still opportunities within it for us to leverage, um, I wouldn't necessarily call them setbacks, but opportunities into even more exciting opportunities and challenges. Uh, exactly. Like, and I think that that's the, the preparedness for change out in the outside world is really important. So you might start a university career with a certain plan, but that's four years or more, right? So what's going to happen in four years that are going to affect you? Like think, think for example, if someone was entering the workforce as we know during COVID time. Mm -hmm. So now we're here in the pandemic, things have changed. Um, well, maybe some of those dream career jobs don't even exist right now because businesses have shuttered or closed. So then what do you do? So I, I always encourage people to say, don't just have one choice. Don't have like one thing that you're centered on, but think about, you know, the, uh, the different options that you, different paths that you could go down if something else happens, right? So, or as you progress along, you determine, hey, I like doing this versus that. And, and I want to explore that more. And that's just part of both growing up a little bit in terms of maturity and and learning more about yourself uh and um, and also about what's happening around you love it what a great piece of advice now david we know you talked about a solid company and we also know that you're currently a partner a technology partner at deloitte canada mm -hmm. i can personally vouch that deloitte is a solid company because i worked there and it's, it was my first full-time job and i just had such an incredible time there I honestly think the individuals, the mentors who I met are going to play such a positive, big impact for the rest of my life. And that is something I am forever grateful for. Mm -hmm. In terms of uh, building a set of required skills or business traits in order to prepare to go into the consulting or technology industry mm -hmm. for many of our students, I'm wondering what would those traits be? Mm. So to pursue something in consulting and technology, well, you know, I, I'm going to say that, uh, and I'm a bit biased this way now, uh, but I would say that everybody, no matter what your discipline or interest area, should learn something about technology uh, personally, not just how to use technology, like how to use your phone, but, but to um, learn some coding skills, learn some design thinking, um, learn um, about, um, you know, development methods, something in the technology sphere, and to be more technically literate about the capabilities of technology. Um, and the reason I say that is that um, the world now is heavily influenced around technology and, and from technology. The pace of change that we have right now um, is, is influenced by technology. Simple, uh, I'll give you a simple example. Globalization um, of the workforce, globalization of trade, um, and all of the economic impacts of that. So the fact that we have people that are working around the world, but their location doesn't matter. Right. And the fact that we can trade internationally quite fluidly, and we can buy things from around the world quite fluidly, is all enabled by technology. Mm -hmm. And so our economic 
um, uh, overall wherewithal, the, the, um, our overall wealth is impacted by technology. Uh, and so, uh, and our social um, and, you know, environment is also affected by technology. So I think that being aware, no matter what your interests are, I think will be um, uh, very powerful. And, you know, we now have university courses that fully recognize that as well, and schools um, close to where I live, the University of Waterloo Stratford's uh, campus, it has a digital arts and business program. And it's all about the intersection of technology and the arts. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a, a very successful program. It's probably the fastest growing one at the UW right now. Um, so that would be the first thing to say um, that uh, you need to uh, learn more and be more aware and live in the technology world. Um, the readiness for consulting uh, and uh, is an interesting one as well. Uh, that, that to me is, is one that I think when, when, when people are curious uh, and like to solve problems, um, when they like to operate in a, a project mode where they like to accomplish short-term achievements, um, where they like to get involved in activities that involve teams, um, all of those things ready you for a consulting career and also tell you, do I even want to be a consultant? Um, so if you like to operate independently, uh, so, and there are many of us like that, if you, if you like to act solo, you know, you want to work on something by yourself, um, and accomplish something singularly that actually plays maybe against being in a consulting career, although you might actually be quite successful in certain roles. Um, the, the ability to operate in a team environment to understand how you operate within that environment, how you influence others, how you cooperate and collaborate, and how you build those skills. And you can do that in high school, you can do that in university, more formally and informally. All of those things tell you, am I set up to be a consultant and to work in that kind of environment? Because that's very much the environment that we operate in, very project-oriented, um, very collaborative, uh, and it has less to do with what I call the raw content um, of like what's the subject matter that you know, and more about the model and how you work and how you work with others. Wow, okay, this gives us a better understanding of how students do, should prepare for a career in consulting. Thank you so much for that, David. Mm -hmm. No problem. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear because I know a lot of people are very interested in consulting. So I think it's really valuable that they get a clear idea of what's actually accepted when mm -hmm. they enter the workforce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and I, I will add, this is something that's not unique to consulting, um, but I think it's really, it's really critical. Communication skills. Uh, and so I, I find interestingly that over the past number of years, um, content um, has won over communications. Uh, so people learning subject matter, whether it be I'm in math or in engineering, or I'm in certain arts uh, programs or business programs, I'm learning about the subject matter and I'm being very good at the subject matter, but somehow the, the ability to communicate in written form, in verbal, um, you know, is falling by the wayside a little bit. And, um, and I, I see that in, in younger people that join our teams where I'm looking at what they're producing going, I think you could do better. 
Um, and so ev every opportunity that anyone has now to learn how to better communicate, more effectively communicate, uh, I think is really critical. For sure, that's an excellent piece of advice. And following up with that, what advice do you have for an aspiring future business leader, both in general and during this interesting time that we're in? Mm. I'll go back to, um, you know, be ready for change, right? So uh, I think that, you know, successful business leaders will often tell you um, that, you know, they they built plans, they built strategies, they pursued them, and then they've executed on those strategies. And I think that, um, you know, being well planned um, and understanding where you're going uh, is, is really critical. Um, the failing that many have um, is they understand the long-term target, but they don't understand the steps along the way. Uh, I call those the transition steps. So I'm going from point A to point B, but I have a few steps in between. How am I going to get there? And what happens if the path changes um, or something else happens externally? So the preparedness for change in between your ultimate target and now and, and, and current state, I think um, is where um, the, the successful business leaders um, are more successful. So they, they're able to adjust as they go along. They are well-planned in terms of the dependencies that they have, um, their, their, uh, un a better understanding of the help that they require, uh, and, um, and, they, and they move along. The, the other aspect I would say is successful business leaders are leaders of others. They're not leaders of themselves, right? Uh, and so uh, understanding how you, the, the, the support structure that you need, the team that you need to build, um, and the team that you need to work with to achieve your goals, whether they're people that work for you or people that work with you, um, I think is really key. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. There is a, a, business, um, a business leadership book, and there are many of them out there, um, that, um, that, that give you many forms of advice. I remember one, and I'm going to say I don't remember which one it is. <laughs> I'd have to, but, I, but one thing stuck with me um, was uh, that if you look at the cases of many successful world leaders and business leaders, the ones who, like, you look back and say, wow, they were more successful than average. And you ask them what, what were the common themes and common traits that they had. Um, all of them could plan well. So they all had good planning capabilities, strategic capabilities. They were all smart people. All of that was common. The people who were more successful built a team first before they started to execute their strategy, rather than execute their strategy and add people along the way. And so it emphasized the notion of importance of teamwork and the importance of having the right people around you um, will help you um, in, in terms of success in the future more than just your own, uh, your own capabilities. The last thing that I will uh, say in this area is um, nothing replaces hard work. Um, there's a book called Grit uh, that, uh, that was published a few years ago and it was a, a study around um, what are the common traits of successful people, whether they be athletes, whether they be business leaders and so on. And the, the question was, are successful athletes always the ones that have the innate talent? So 
you know, the, is the fastest runner the one that actually just has better muscles in their legs? Um, or is the, um, the best singer the one that just has better vocal cords and they just use them more, right? And the answer, or, or the successful business leader, do they have a higher IQ? In all cases, the answer is no. Um, of course, you need to have basic skills, right? So, you know, there's a, there's a certain basic there. It's about the intensity of the practice that you have. It's about the hard, how hard you work and the nature of the practicing that you do. Um, and so, um, like, to me, what that says is, you know, except for those that are truly exceptional, like, no, none, all of us are not going to be Olympic athletes, right? No matter how hard we work. Um, but it shows that anyone can be very successful based upon the intensity of the work that they do and how they practice. So I would encourage people, Grit is a very good book, it's quite applicable to many of us in, in both that are mature in the business world and those who are starting out in terms of how one approaches this. And, uh, and so I, I encourage that. Wow, David, thank you so much. I'm sure that both myself, Olina, and the rest of the Illuminate community are going to get so much out of that. So we really appreciate your time and being on our show. No, no problem, I'm always happy to help. Thank you, David.